Words are like names. They define us. Take, for instance, someone named Will. He might be called William at his workplace, hoping to sound more adult. He might be Billy to his family, since he'll always remain a little boy in their eyes. The guys down at the bar might call him Bill, and his lover might use a special pet name. Sometimes we choose our titles. Usually they are assigned to us. Either way, we often utilize a variety of names to distinguish the different roles we play. Words are much the same. Like names, they help define our concept of the world. This is best demonstrated with examples outside our language that offer more nuance than English. Does an emotional state exist between like and love? Spanish suggests so. Te quiero. Or how about a small shared meal between breakfast and lunch, or between lunch and dinner? Merendar is the word for that. Have you ever sought a term for the period of casual conversation that follows eating with family and friends? Sobremesa is the word you seek. The true lesson here is that rather than limiting us, language can help us better understand ourselves and our surroundings. All it takes is a previously undiscovered word to change our perspective, or a new name to give us a fresh start. Senor Langdon blinked, then looked up from his pad of notebook paper. The students in his class were still hunched over their desks as they struggled with the practice test. Aside from Daniel Wigmore, who prided himself on being the first to complete any assignment, and Julie Snyder, who had wanted to take French instead and expressed her disdain of Spanish by stubbornly ignoring assignments. No concern of his, because at the end of the day, Senor Langdon would resume the boring life of Ross Langdon. He returned his attention to the lesson he was preparing, hoping to instill in his students that learning a language was more than memorizing a new vocabulary with a different grammatical system. Once the Spanish language had sunk into their thick skulls, they would never again see things in quite the same way. He decided to ditch the line about pet names. Any mention of a lover might be considered inappropriate. Plus, it was a painful reminder that he didn't have one of his own. Ross worked on revising his lesson until the bell rang. The students groaned. He felt like joining them. Only his two star pupils had completed the assignment. With less than a month left in the school year, they really should have this material down already. Just leave your tests where they are, Ross said. I'll take a look, and we can go over them tomorrow. The only responses he received were rolled eyes or apathetic shrugs. Except for Daniel Wigmore, whose freckled face smiled proudly. Ross would check his paper first, just in case speed had tripped him up. Daniel normally pulled in A's regardless of haste. The kid had an annoying personality, but he would probably be the next Bill Gates. Ross watched the classroom empty faster than it ever filled. Stomach grumbling with hunger, he walked down the rows of desks, collecting each test until he had a neat stack. He decided to look them over while treating himself to one of the cafeteria's burgers. When doused with enough ketchup, they tasted bearable. The burgers, not the tests. But he was nearly hungry enough to try the latter. Ross was heading for the door, attention on Daniel's paper, when he saw in his peripheral vision that the doorway was closed. Odd. 
He reached up while still searching for errors, intending to push the door open, but instead of chilly metal, his palm pressed against warm cotton. Ross glanced up in confusion, finding a man rather than a door, although the toned chest was nearly as firm. Then he noticed the police uniform and jerked away. His glasses slipped, cheeks already burning as he pushed them back up his nose. The police officer had barely moved. His dark eyes scanned Ross critically before one of the finely arched eyebrows rose. Mr. Langdon, the officer inquired. Senor Langdon, he repeated out of habit, which was silly because his entire family was hopelessly white and from nowhere more exotic than Oklahoma. He only called himself Senor for this class.